Hi, this is Bill Prater, and welcome, welcome to Supercharging Business Success. Our mission is to provide you with timely, provocative, and actionable resources that inspire, promote, and accelerate your quest for business excellence. Today's episode is Build a Business, Not a Job, in just seven minutes with David Finkel. Now, David is the uh, Wall Street Journal and Business Week best-selling author of, you ready for this, 12 business books. Dave wrote his current bestseller, The Freedom Formula, How to Succeed in Business Without Sacrificing Your Family, Health, or Life to share the concrete behavioral steps of how you and your company can actually work smarter and create more value in less time, even in the face of the flood of emails, interruptions, and an overfull to-do list. He co-authored Scale with Jeff Hoffman. Jeff is the co-founder of Priceline.com. David is the CEO of Maui Mastermind, North America's premier business coaching company, which helps business owners grow their businesses and get their life back. David's clients enjoy annual revenue growth five times greater than the average privately held company in the United States of America, while at the same time increase their company's, in quotes, owner independence by an average of 97.4%. Over the last 20 years, David and other Maui coaches and advisors have personally scaled companies with an aggregate value of, of over $63 billion. His uh, syndicated column on Inc.com and Forbes.com uh, garner millions of readers every year. His work has been featured in such, such prestigious media outlets as Wall Street Journal, Bloomberg Business Week, Fox Business, MSNBC and Inc. Magazine. And he and his wife, Heather, and their three young sons live in Jackson Hole, Wyoming. What a great place to be. David, thanks for being here. Pleasure, Bill. Thank you for that introduction. Wow, I sound like a pretty cool guy, but that's, uh, <laughs> give me a big it's head. amazing <laughs> what somebody's memory of somebody can do for us, right? That's right. So, that's David, right. I think I know exactly, but our listeners may not know, who's your ideal client? Yeah, so three levels of building a business. Level one, startup. Level two is that owner-reliant company. Level three is an owner-independent company. We tend to work with people right there in that owner-reliant stage. They've started to build a business, but it really still is totally circumscribed by them. Generally, sales of half a million to maybe $20 million a year. They want to grow, but more importantly than just growth, or at least equally importantly, they want their lives back. So uh, you kind of answered a little bit of this for question two, and that is, what is the singular most important problem that you solve for these people? I'm going to give them two. So the first one I call the self-employment trap. They built this business, but it all revolves around them. All roads lead back to them. They don't have a business. They have a self-employed job. The second one is they start to break apart that, they're still relying on what I call the hit by a bus test. You know, if something happens to them or one key person in their company, they are in a world of hurt within 30 to 60 days. Their business is out of business. That's generally the biggest problem that we solve. So uh, our listeners, business owners, entrepreneurs, all of them, uh, I'd like you to explain to them what symptoms or feelings or emotions might they be feeling that would prompt them to say, 
I got to find that David Finkel guy and let him uh, and tell him what's going on with me. Look, I mean, it boils down to two things, right? Stress and overwhelm. They, they have businesses that work. They're profitable. They've been doing this for a while, but everything ultimately falls back to them. Generally, when we start working with the client before we work with them, 60, 70, 80 hours or more per week is a very typical work week. Um, generally, if they take any vacation before we work with them, it's not really a vacation. They're still checking in every day with email, texts, and other app feeds. And so the question now becomes, how can they actually have a business that doesn't own them, but they own their business? That's generally what, what it is that they're feeling. They're feeling out of control uh, with this part. They're feeling like the business literally has its hooks into them. They're appreciative that it supported them as well as it has, but there's this low level anxiety that if something happens to them, their business is gone and they're feeling really, really overwhelmed. Like they're just tired before we start working with them. Yes, yes, yes. So we're, you're talking about owner reliant companies. So what sort of mistakes do those folks mm -hmm. make trying to solve these problems all by themselves? I've got two quick ones here. The biggest one is they try to brute force their solution. Oh, if I need to grow, I'm going to grow by working harder, longer. I'll work nights, I'll work weekends, I'll bring a little bit of work on my vacation because no one's calling me, I can get the real work done. And the problem is there's always this level that, that the ceiling of success with that. You can grow, but you're not going to grow very much. There's going to be a point where you can't work any more hours or there's a degrading relationship for every extra hour worked, you get less than one hour of value back out. So the solution can't be brute force. It's not about more, it's about better, focusing on fewer things that matter a whole bunch more. The second one I call the, shi the shining armor, the knight in shining armor. They think, oh, I'll just hire someone to do this for me. And that, I will tell you, I've been coaching people now for 24 years. That is 99% of the time a track uh, that leads directly to failure. Um, yes, it might work for the short run, but usually what happens is there's something that happens in that relationship. All you've done is transfer the reliance from your shoulders onto somebody else's, and now you're beholden or held hostage by this other person. That is not the way to solve the owner reliance trap. No, okay, beautifully said. Thanks for those two. So you already said focus on the vital few. So what's one single action that our listeners can take right away today to get them moving ever so closer to this elusive goal that they're all after? Yeah, so we'll call it the time value matrix. Everyone's heard of Pareto's principle, the 80-20 rule. So if 80% of what I do gives me very low value, 20% return, we'll call that D time. 20%, this leverage C time gives me 80% of the return. But most people stop there. Let's apply that twice more. If 20% of 20%, if 20% gives me 80%, then 20% of the 20%, this sweet spot B time, gives me 80% of the 80%. That's 64% of my output. And I'll do it one more time briefly with you here. 20% of the 20% of the 20% gives me 80% of the 80% of the 80%. Here's what it works out to be mathematically. Roughly 1%, this magic 1% gives me half the result. And here's the key distinction with that. I need to make sure I have blocks of my week back, an hour to two hours, at least once or twice a week, at a minimum, at a minimum as a recurring schedule time to focus on one or two exclusively A or B level activities. If I do that, the difference is most business owners who are trapped in the self-employment track thinks it's about me, working more to produce my product or to sell my product. Well, that may or may not be, that's likely to be C time for them. 
If I can step back, my choice of who I'm marketing to, my choice of how can I train somebody else or, or improve my system for fulfilling on my service offering, that generally would be the A or B activities for that person that's fledgling trying to get out of that self-employment trap. Oh, so that's don't fantastic. think of time that way. Thanks for explaining that great deal. We got two minutes left. We got two questions left. So I, uh, I know, but tell our listeners what valuable free resource you thought up for them and where would they go to, to claim it? Bill, just for your listeners, I've arranged with my staff to give them a full month of free coaching. This is straight up coaching, two one-to-one sessions, several small group sessions, access to several of our best tools. They can get that at mastermind.com forward slash free month. I've set it up just for your folks, forward slash free month. Fantastic. That's so fantastically generous. Okay, an hour and, thir- uh, hour and 30, a minute and <laughs> 30 seconds. Uh, David, I asked you six questions. I did not ask you question number seven. So what's that seventh question that you're hoping I would ask and what's the answer? Yeah, so David, why is it, everyone knows they want to build a business, not a job. What's the single biggest thing that stops them? And I'm going to tell you that it's a medical condition. It's called controlitis, the inflammation of your control gland. It's the business owner that is so uncomfortable with letting go. Now, the way they deal with it is they let go of everything all at once, abdicate, or they hold on tightly. Neither is the right approach. Instead, we want to slowly and incrementally and intelligently let go to systems, team that's well-trained, while building a culture of having team that gets well-trained with good systems in place. So control item, control item is by far the number one constraint to people growing beyond just themselves and the company. I like lots of these little tidbits that you're throwing out to us. And thanks for that fantastic seventh question and even a better seventh question answer, David. Thanks for being here and sharing your time with us. Thank you, Bill. All right, everybody, in closing, let's focus focus on this single fact, and that is that our businesses do not become extraordinary in a single moment. Instead, they get there as the result of the owner, you and me, applying a proven combination of having the right mindset, a dedication to a system of management, and third, leveraging high-performance teams. Thanks for listening. David, once again, thanks for being with us.